Agora vai estar vindo aqui. Já. Om namo bhavate vasudevaya. Om namo bhavate vasudevaya. Om namo bhavate vasudevaya. Narayanang namaskriptyam Narantaiva narotaman Devin sarasvatim vyasam Sarasvatim vyas Tatoyayan uthirajed Nasta prayesu avadresu Nasta prayesu Nityam bhagavata sevaya Bhagavati Uttama es loke, Bhagavati Uttama, Bhakti Bhavati Naisikim. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for being here. Um, I think some of you are new, or perhaps I am the new one here. May I know who is the first time here in the temple? Nobody? You are welcome. Uh, and also I can see some new face for me. So we haven't been here, well, at least in my case, I haven't been here almost eight weeks, seven weeks. I have some uh, injuries, so now I'm recovering. So I'm back. So nice to see you enthusiastic. I also have to be grateful because when we were singing, I, can, I was feeling your enthusiasm, so that was encouraging for me. Thank you. Um, okay, so today, uh, we will read the sixth canto, chapter nine, and in the board is text 52. So I thought if I read the translation first, then you will make sense what we are repeating when we are reading the text. Is that okay for you? So then we can be more aware what we are talking. Because I don't know Sanskrit, for example, so I just repeat. But if I repeat at least knowing what is the meaning, it will make sense for me. And my, my heart will be more focused, my mind. And also the purification process can take place. Is that okay? So. The text is 52, as we said, six canto, chapter nine, text 52. The translation is that saintly Dadianka, who is known as Dadichi, personally assimilated the spiritual science and then delivered it to the Aswini Kumaras. It is said that Dadianka gave them mantras through the head of a horse, Therefore, the mantras are called Asvashira. After obtaining the mantras of spiritual signs from Dadichi, the Aswini Kumaras became Jiva Mukta, liberated even in this life. So that is the meaning of the text that we will recite. So if you 
we can recite line for line first, and then it would be easier for us. Sava arigato dadian. Asbi asbi bian brahmanikalam nish. Brahmanishkalam jadva aishvashiro namam. Tayor amarutan viadat. Saba adigato davidian. Ashbidian brahmanishkalam. Jadva asvairo namam. That's right. Jadva Ashvashiro Nama. Tayor Amaratam Viadat. The last one. Saba Adigato Dadiam. Asbibian Brahmanishkalam. Jadba Ashvashiro Nama Tayor Amaratan Biadat. Thank you. So we can repeat now translation word by word. If you can repeat after me, please. Sa, he, va, certainly, adigata. Having obtained Dadiam Dadianka as Vivian to the two Aswimi Kumaras Brahma spiritual knowledge Nishkalam Pure sorry Nishkalam pure Yatva by which Ashvashira, Ashvashira, Nama, named Tayor of the two, Amaratam, liberation in one's life, Biadhat, awarded. Translation That saintly Dadianka who is also known as Dadichi, personally assimilated the spiritual science and then delivered it to the Asuni Kumaras. It is said that Dadianka gave them mantras through the head of a horse. Therefore, the mantras are called Ashvashira. After obtaining the mantras of spiritual science from Dadichi, the Ashwini Kumaras became Jiva Mukta, liberated even in this life. Purpose. The following story is narrated by many Acharyas in their commentaries. I skip the Sanskrit and I'll go to the translation. The great saint, Dadichi, has perfected knowledge of how to perform fruitive activities 
and he has advanced spiritual knowledge as well. Knowing this, the Asumi Kumaras once approached him and begged him to instruct them in spiritual science, Brahmavidya. Dadichi Muni replied, I am now engaged in arranging sacrifice for fruited activities. Come back sometimes later. When the Asumi Kumaras left, Indra, the king of the heaven, approached Dadichi and said, My dear Muni, the Asumi Kumaras are only physicians. Please do not instruct them in spiritual science. If you impart this spiritual science to them, despite my warning, I shall punish you by cutting off your head. After warning Tadichi in this way, Indra returned to heaven. The Asumi Kumaras, who understood Indra's desire, returned and begged Dadichi for Brahmavidya. When the great sage Dadichi informed them of Indra's threat, the Asumi Kumaras replied, Let us first cut off your head and replace it with the head of a horse. You can instruct Brahmavidya through the horse's head, and when Indra returns and cut off that head, we shall reward you and restore your original head. Since Dadichi has promised to impart Brahmavidya to the Asumi Kumaras, he agreed with their proposal. Therefore, because Dadichi imparted Vidya, no, sorry, Brahma Vidya through the horse, to the mouth of a horse, the Brahma Vidya is also known as Ashvashira. Onanganati Mirandasya, Gyanangyana Shalakaja, Chakshuramitanjanata Smai Sri Guravena Maha. Mukankaroti vatsa lamfangun langaja te girin, jat kripata mahambande sri guru dinatarinam, paramananda vardhanam sri chaitanya ishvaran, nama om vishnupadaya krishna prestaya bhutale, srimate hanumapisakswami itinamine, nama om vishnupadaya krishna prestaya bhutale, srimate bhaktivedanta swami itinamine. Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvisesa Sunjavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Vanchakalpa Tarubya Chakripa Sindhubya Evacha Patita Nam Pavanevyo Vaishnavivyo Namona Maha Jaisi Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Srivas Adi Gauravakta Vrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. <clears throat> well, thank you again for being in the Vatan class. So we will try to share some uh, understanding of this point. Previously, the speakers of the Vatan here, the mention of well, narrating the context of this pastime. So right now is Lord Vishnu uh, giving instructions to the demigods because they were experiencing a very difficult time. So who knows what is the difficult time they, have, they are having at this point. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. Rita Zura was attacking then and they were hopeless because he was very powerful and the Demigos, they couldn't uh, defend themselves. They, all the, weapon, the weapons that they have were, they didn't have any effect upon, uh, against Rita Zura. So they were struggling a lot. In that condition, they, they acknowledged their situation. That, so the best way to do when we are having difficulties is to approach the Lord. So the demigods, they did that. So it's something that we have, we can also, to appreciate, we, we should learn from the demigods. When, whenever we have difficulties, who we have to approach? Krishna. To Krishna. Who else can help us? Only God, only Krishna. So demigods are doing that. That's the difference between demons and demigods, because they acknowledge that the only person who can provide protection, help, is God, Krishna. So the demigods, they, do that, they did that. So they approached to Krishna, but because they were having that difficult time and they wanted to get rid of those difficulties, those uh, tribulations, so they went to the Lord with that motive, please help us. We don't want to suffer. Help us. That was the main motivation. So, but Krishna is kind. He reciprocates to them. They say, okay, for that we have to do something. And Krishna is uh, very, well, it said that whatever activity that Krishna does has multi-purpose. At this point of time, for example, when we hear the purpose that Prabhupada presented, like many other acharyas also commented, because very important story about Adichi and his character and how it's related to Indra. Krishna, for example, tell, uh, told to the demigods headed by uh, Indra, but in order to protect you from this Brita Sura demon that he's powerful, the only way to protect you is to make and a weapon from the bones of this sage. Why? Because this sage, in the previous text, explains that Dadichi Muni wasn't an ordinary sage. He was very powerful. He has a strength, but his, his strength is based on his spiritual connection with God, a spiritual strength. He has knowledge about different science, and the Vedas, for example, give us different techniques, how we can perform ritualistic activities. But the main point of the Vedas is also how we can awaken our spiritual practice, our spiritual relationship with God. There are other technical knowledge also that assist us to understand what is the real knowledge. That is the Brahma Vidya that the Aswini Kumaras they were asking to Dadichi Muni for. So in this way, uh, Dadichi Muni, uh, Krishna himself is glorifying him, acknowledging that this is no ordinary Muni. He has a spiritual strength. And because of that spiritual strength, you will be able to develop or create a weapon that will be able to kill Britasura only in this way. So imagine. Who will be volunteering, okay, take my bones, I, I will sacrifice myself for you to make an, an, a weapon to save your, your all. It's not easy to find people who will volunteer themselves, okay, 
I'll die, use my bones for your benefit. But this is the character of a person who has a spiritual knowledge. Because understanding what is our real nature, we are spiritual souls and we have different bodies. But more than that, that everything belongs to Krishna and it should be used for the service of Krishna, for the pleasure of Krishna. So with this knowledge is that that Dadichi Muni or Dadiyanka is that uh, he accepted to, to give up his body and be offered or be used for the purpose of killing Britasura because that was the instructions of Krishna. That was the main understanding. That is subtle point that we also we need to understand the difference between advanced devotee, in this case, for example, Dadichi Muni, he was clear in his understanding who is God, what is the purpose of his life, and he was willing to serve Krishna in that way too. So mm, this is one point, but also it said that, uh, as we said in the beginning, Krishna Act, uh, he has many purposes at the same time in one action. If we uh, remember in this story, it said that Dadichi Muni previously uh, had some encounters with Indra. Indra was hesitate. He, he didn't want the Aswini Kumaras to have spiritual knowledge because he felt that if somebody else has spiritual knowledge, his position would be like a risk. So because if somebody is more qualified than him, they can take over his throne. So Indra, out of fear, and in one sense also we can say out of envy, he instructed that he don't give this knowledge to the Asumi Kumaras, because they are only physicians. Indra accepted that uh, only high elevated souls, they can have this knowledge like Brahma, Obrigu, those great sages, but very few, but not everybody. So that is the difference, for example, if we see the mood of our Srila Prabhupada. The mood of Srila Prabhupada that everybody should have this spiritual knowledge. And he sacrificed himself all his life because instead of staying in India at the 70 age, uh, 70 years old age, whether be comfortable, just focus in my sadhana, practice my meditation to go back to Godhead. But he sacrificed that, that comfort in his spiritual practice to come to the West to preach and give or spread this vidya, uh, this Brahma vidya, this knowledge for the benefit of others. So the same mood of Shila that mood, that each also has the, the desire to spread that knowledge to others. But Indra didn't want it instead, for example, can you imagine what would be, or it would be ideal if Indra said, oh, you want to give this knowledge to the Asumi Kumaras? Could you please also uh, allow me to sit there and listen from you? It would be quite interesting. That would be better, don't you think? Because, okay, this is opportunity to receive Brahma Vidya, so I will also to have, I should also have access to this knowledge. But that's in, that wasn't the attitude of Indra. So, and, but the Indra, 
cut the head of the Dadichi Muni, of the Muni. So in that way, Krishna, the same Muni who Indra insulted, the same Muni was the only solution for Indra get rid of the, tri the tribulations that he was experiencing by fa facing Britasura. The same person that he insulted and he cut the head, now he has to go and beg him for his bones because that is the only solution for his problem. So it's Krishna teaching many lessons in that way. So something that we have to understand. It's like, a, for example, the spiritual principle that we practice in Bhakti Yoga. Uh, like Arjuna, he said that Arjuna wanted, uh, he was, they were preparing uh, for the Kurukshetra battle because they were convinced, the Pandavas were convinced that is the only way how they can, um, for example, face uh, the insults of Duryodhana and his family because they insulted his wife. They have to regain the reign because they were the righteous. They have the, by inheritance, they have the right to be the king, or especially Yudhisthira. So their fight with the Kurus was justified in that way. So Arjuna was ready to fight Duryodhana, the, Kuru, the Kauravas, but once then Arjuna started thinking, no, why I have to do this? I don't want to do this uh, in the Bhagavad Gita when we read in the first chapter. Arjuna then started thinking, no, I don't want that because uh, no, it's no good. And he presented different arguments why he shouldn't fight. And, and, but he was justifying thinking that no, because uh, if I fight, it would be more like a material uh, desires, but if I don't fight, it would be better go to the forest like a being a renounce, so practice the spiritual life. Kind of that mentality he was having at that moment, Arjuna. So that the same duality that most of us we have when we don't have proper understanding of spirituality, the duality of good and bad, based on our, what we like. So that is the materialistic mentality. But uh, Krishna instructed Arjuna, no, that, that's not the way that the spirituality is. You have to do the same thing because you are by nature a chatriya, so you have to use the same activities that you have, but you have to change the mentality. Don't do it for your sake. Don't do it because you have to, the, to fight and regain the, the throne or you, you have to protect your wife. Don't do it for that. What is the reason that Arjuna has to fight? What is Krishna telling him? Why you have to fight? Duty, yeah, a, a little bit more. Why? Yes? Yes, yes, but it's something else, the most important thing. That's right, that is the solution, the, the right answer, because Krishna wanted. That is, the devotees, the, the they do things because Krishna wants that. 
That is the same principle that here we will appreciate in Dadichi's attitude and also in Britasura. Uh, his personal, his why Britasura is acting uh, and how he will re reveal his consciousness. So that is the point. When Arjuna has to fight, it's because Krishna said, do it because I'm telling you to do it. And, but Krishna is not just a whimsical God, okay, I want you to fight and kill all the deaths and then you do it for that. It's not like that. Krishna has his purpose. And if we, we learn about it, you know, because Krishna understands that for all these people, or this, the, the Kauravas at that time, the mentality, the only way to purify them is also to be killed in a battle by the Supreme Personality of God. They already died. Well, when, Arjuna, when Krishna showed the universal form to Arjuna, he said, well, you see, Tam I am, killer of everybody. Everybody is already dead here. But just do it and you take credit for that. But because I already kill all of them, so you just do it. And in that way, it's for us to understand we need to do our activities, whatever we are, we are meant to, or by duty, or barna, but by, for the purpose to, to please Krishna. That is the only difference that the spiritualistic person with the materialistic person. So we need to cl have clear understanding of that. So is this the same point when, for example, in this case, Dadichi, that Indra insulted him, now Dadichi has, will be the medium for Indra to get free or get relief from his suffering because Krishna arranged it in that way. So another point that we also can understand about this teaching is that um, Dadichi Muni um, talk about this uh, Brahma Bidya to the Sumi Kumaras in the, with the head of a horse. Uh, that's quite important too, because um, he said that Hayagriva, um, an incarnation of Krishna, he also imparted Brahma Bidya through, because he has also a form of the human body with the head of a horse. That's uh, the incarnation of Krishna, Hayagriva. So in that same way, it's connected. It's so, all these things are Krishna arranged in a way that everything has, is a rela related and is connected for us to understand the importance of these teachings. And be, another very important point of this is the supremacy about uh, material strength and spirit, uh, again, sorry, the supremacy of spiritual strength compared to material strength. If we remember, for example, Indra, he got the, his position because he performed 100 Asomeda Jagyas. You remember that? And for that reason, when Prithu Maharaj wanted to perform those 100 Asomeda Jagyas, Indra, what he did, he stole one of the horses because he said, if he complete this, he will <clears throat> have my position. So Indra, out of fear, he also tried to prevent Britumaras to perform the Jagyas. But so 
uh, Indra completed the hundred of Sumedia Jagyas and he got that position of the king of the heaven. So, and he considered that his strength is because of those fruited activities of those Jagyas. He, the source of his power comes from that. But in this case, that source of strength that he had, it's not nothing compared to the spiritual strength that Dadichi Muni has. So Krishna wanted to show that aspect, the importance of the spiritual strength, that the same, this, this sage was able to use it for the benefit of Indra and all the demigod. But even that, when, for example, he said, when we will read later, when Sura was killed, is that the the Varja Vagra Vagra? So the pronunciation is not easy for me. The thunderbolt, the the weapon of the Indra's weapon. The thunderbolt is Vajra Vajra. Sorry, thank, sorry, thank you, Vajra. Uh, so he said that this Vajra is made of the spiritual strength, uh, the bonds of the Dichi with his spiritual strength. So when Indra was fighting with Britasura, uh, Indra was uh, hitting him like a, more than 99 times, but then um, it wasn't effective on Britasura. But Britasura, understanding that, let's, this, well, this is the, the side of the Lord, Krishna, so I'll allow this Bajra to kill me. Okay, let Indra to cut my head because look like he's used to that. Because when the hundred Asamedia Jagyas took place, for he said in the beginning you have to cut the head of the horse. So Indra was used to cut the head. Now even for example in the previous pastimes, we heard that Indra cut the head of his spiritual master. Do you remember that part, Vishvarupa? So Indra cut his head, and now also cutting the head of Dadichi. So it's kind of, he's used to those things. No? So Vritasura said, well, let's him to cut my head, no problem. Let's give him, okay, give them, uh, let's make him to feel better in this way. So he allows that. But because in that way, he said, in that way, my Lord would be pleased. Krishna would be pleased. So that's the way even that Vajra, uh, not so effective on Britasura, but took effect, uh, kill him only because he allows that. The pure devotee allows that. We also can uh, understand the mood of Britasura when he prays to Krishna when he tried to reveal his desire from his heart, he said, my Lord, allow my heart and my devotion to you to be like the, the little birds when the mother, they are waiting desperately for the mother to come and feed them. They open their pigs and to eat whatever the mother is coming and bringing. And then he said, oh no, no, my Lord, sorry. That is a wrong analogy because the little birds when they are opening their mouth, they can open to everybody who can give them food, not only the mother. They are just, they want to eat, so they eat 
from whatever, whoever gave them food. So that is no, I don't want that kind of consciousness. Perhaps allow my, my heart, my consciousness to be like the, the small calf that is waiting for his mother, desperately is looking for his mother, and then he can drink milk. Perhaps in that way, allow my consciousness to be like that. But then he said, no, 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 I don't want to be like that because the calf is running behind the mother, looking for the mother to drink milk, but only because he wants milk. Not because he's in, uh, he wants to serve the mother, no, because he wants milk. So I don't want that kind of consciousness. He said, but perhaps can you allow my consciousness to be like a chaste wife who is waiting for the husband to come and only by serving the husband and pleasing the husband and being with him, she will feel that fulfillment, she will have that fulfillment in the heart, only in that way. So that is the, the pure and alloyed devotion that Brita Sura is uh, showing with those prayers to the Lord. So we can also understand those aspects of the high and refined aspect of devotion and service. This, this chapter is very beautiful, especially this, the next part when Brita Sura starts talking and his prayers to the Lord. So at this point, I will say this is what I can share with you. Any comment, any questions that you perhaps would like to add or perhaps complain about something that I did say wrong? Yes, Prabhuji. Okay, a good question. Yeah, Vaishnava Parada, you are right. Uh, by killing uh, or cutting the head of Dadichi Muni, he, even he killed his, uh, his own guru, no? cut his own guru. But it's not like a, he's just going away without getting uh, any punishment. He, he definitely suffered for that. For example, after killing his guru, for one year, Indra was doing some austerities, penance, uh, because he acknowledged, he repented. Oh, again, I blew up because I did wrong. And he was repented, and he apologized for that. But he said that, for example, in case of Indra, uh, he is a devotee, but he's no pure and a loyal devotee. So he repented from his behavior, because it's not the only way, for example, that we learn about the mistakes of Indra. Also after, in the future chapters, even Tenkanto, he does things against Krishna himself. But uh, uh, in this case, we, we should understand that uh, Indra received reactions for his mistakes. And for us also, of course, we, should, we know that Vaishnava Parada is one of the, uh, I would say, the most difficult and terrible mistakes that any devotee can do. And we, ha we should avoid that. I think everybody understood that, understand that, and knows Vaishnava Parada in any ways. <clears throat> 
is something that we need to avoid. And always there is reactions, not because the Vaishnava is offended and he wanted revenge, Vaishnava is Krishna. He doesn't want his devotees to be offended and he takes arrangements, not because Krishna said, oh, I'll punish you, because he said, it's the only way how you can get purified, understand of your mistakes. Krishna is not a revenge father that he wants to punish everybody, you know? But he arranged ways for us to learn and purify our heart. He said, I was listening to one lecture of our Nitya Sevini Mataji, perhaps you heard him. Uh, so I was listening to one beautiful class, and she said, in the spiritual practice, <clears throat> uh, whoever, pra whoever is endeavoring for a spiritual practice, normally we can say that we can expect two things. A success or failure. But actually it's not like that. For a, pra a spiritual practitioner, it should be success and what I can learn from that. So those two things are there. So in that way, it's no failure. What I can learn, even if I apparently I'll fail, I did mistakes. So what I can learn from that, so it's not even a failure because it's something I'm gaining, I'm gaining some benefits, I'm learning something. So if we have that <clears throat> approach in our spiritual practice, so we will keep always endeavoring and trying to uh, rectify, trying to improve ourselves because the tendency to commit mistakes is part of our conditionings, always will be there. But if we always endeavor trying to improve, having that mentality. So that is, that will eventually guarantee success. Yeah. That's one point. Um, another thing that perhaps, if, if you allow me to share with about Brita Sura, I personally like a lot this pastime, Brita Sura. He said that, uh, imagine if, if we go every day to the altar and pray to the Lord, we are trying to be devotees, practicing devotees. Every day we go and pray to the Lord. Oh, my Lord, glorifying, offering nice prayers. So imagine that the same God that you are praying every day is arranging, you, uh, is arranging somebody to, for killing you, to, to kill you. And you are aware of that. That is the position of Rita Sura. He's praying to the Lord and things, and, but at the same time he knows that his Lord is arranging somebody to kill him. How do you will feel in that way? I'm going to Radhavallava and praying, my Lord, please protect me and your most wonderful, the sort of everything. Allow me to have pure devotion to you. And at the same time, the Lord said, well, I'm arranging somebody to kill you. How, how we will react? Not so nice. And, oh, what could be? No, my Lord, I'm, I'm asking you for protection. But this is the position of the Brita uh, Sura. And he's accepting that and happy because it's the way how he's pleasing, Lord. And the same that Itimuni. That Itimuni also accepted, okay, I'll give my body, I'll give out my body, use my bones, 
because it's the way how my Lord will be pleased. It's a little, at the moment, perhaps for many of us, it's quite higher level of consciousness that we are not ready yet. But it's good for us to know the standard, what is pure and alloyed devotee or devotion that we can aim to eventually achieve that. Yeah? Okay. Any other question? Yes, maybe. Oh, okay. Did you understand the question? I say that um, uh, the first part you said, uh, well, basically is uh, we should not commit offenses to to the preaching of the Holy Name, and the nine offenses not to preach to the faithless person, and why Prabhupada was preaching to faithless people. Yeah? That is the idea. Okay. Mm. In my, to my understanding for that point is uh, devotees are very merciful in the case of Srila Prabhupada. But Prabhupada wasn't uh, preaching to faithless people who are aggressive to Krishna consciousness, offending Krishna consciousness. He gave them prasada or perhaps the opportunity to see a devotee. He directly didn't preach people who is against Krishna consciousness. He gave the opportunity to everybody, and eventually, whoever was ready, they took up Krishna consciousness. So, but more, my understanding also, and I heard many classes that. A pure devotee and the mood of devotees with the mood of Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda, no, because we're trying to follow that. Mahavadanjaya, the most merciful Lord. And even Lord Nityananda is going to people and begging, please chant Hare Krishna, and open your mouth, chant Hare Krishna. He goes to places where we can imagine people will be favorable for chanting Hare Krishna. And Lord Nityananda is even begging them. So the mood of a pure devotee, in this case, like Srila Prabhupada, for them, is, despite of commit offenses, it's not intentionally, I want to offend the holy name for that reason, I'll preach to faithless people. It's situated more the compassionate heart of them is, my Lord, I know that you will be pleased if more people are coming back to you. So with my main goal to please you and given the condition and solve the opportunity to come back to practice spiritual life, I will go ahead with these preaching programs, even if I have to face some kind of opposition. But, but the intention is not, okay, uh, I want to commit the offenses against the holy name or because my main goal is to preach They'll give the opportunity uh, as out of compassion to other living entities and that way pleasing Krishna. So that mood is a little beyond that aspect. Is that understand? It's understood? Yeah? Sorry, but I think, well, like again, 
the, the mood of Lord Chaitanya, the compassion for the living, the all living entities, it's out of love, goes beyond those kind of eventually offenses that because we don't do it intentionally. Nobody wants, especially a pure devotee, sincere devotee, they don't do mistakes or offenses to the holy name with, or they don't act with, in, with that intention. Yeah? But Krishna understands that the compassion and the intention of please Krishna is more important. The compassion to the living and to everybody, to the conditioned souls, and the desire to please Krishna. Actually, that is pure devotional service. Hmm? Okay, any comment? Yes, Prabhuji, a question? Yeah. Yeah, in the case of Prithu Maharaj, Krishna himself appeared. And Krishna instructed him, don't worry, because after the horse was stolen, the relatives of Prithu Maharaj, they wanted to, be, to look for that and kill Indra even. They were looking for him. But Krishna appeared, and he pacified the situation. He said, why you are looking? It's not needed for you to to endeavor for these uh, uh, fruitive activities. Uh, you already are an avatar, no? it's a Shaktivesh avatar. You, 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 your condition or your platform, your spiritual uh, position is more elevated. Just endeavor to that. Krishna himself pacified him, all the situation. He took charge of that. That's in case of Fritu Maharaj. But for us, for example, if we, in the case even Dadi Chimuni, he was performing a fruitive activity for others uh, because not everybody is ready to accept uh, Brahma Vidya, like the Asimi Kumaras that they wanted. They were asking for that. But so the, the Vedas, for example, there are some prescribed ritualistic activities to get some benefits for people who are in the mode, in different, under the influence of different modes of nature passion, ignorance, and they're not ready to receive uh, spiritual knowledge directly. But with the idea for them gradually, eventually, perhaps 10 more lifetimes, they will be able to be more fertile for spiritual knowledge. But because we cannot force a, a, a people to take a spiritual knowledge. So the, for that reason, those free activities. But, for a pure devotee, or a pure devotee who is more concerned about the spiritual benefit of the living entities, somehow or another, they arrange ways to facilitate the spiritual knowledge, the pro their purification process, even through those fruitive activities. 
For example, uh, there are yagyas in Mayapur. Every day, kids and the gurukul, they also perform yagyas for the pleasure of Krishna. But the yagya is the prescribed like a so-called fruitive activities, but because they chant mantras dedicated to Vishnu, to Krishna, so it's not just ritualistic activities for, for, for material benefit, it's for the pleasure of the Lord. Instead chanting different names of demigods, so we chant the names of Vishnu directly. So some adjustments that devotees, pure devotees do to facilitate those conditions so that directly they cannot receive spiritual knowledge. Like sometimes, for example, if we want to compare here, we cannot do a Swameda Jagya in this age. No. no, we are not capable to do it. We don't have the facilities. So no qualified Brahmanas, so it, it won't work for us. So what is the Jagya for this age? <clears throat> what is the authorized Jagya? Sankirtan Jagya, yes. So, what the bodies they do is, for example, they organize Harinan program in the street to chant the holy name, to give the opportunity over everybody to listen about, to hear about the holy names and get some benefits indirectly. Or for example, when we distribute food, prasada, not everybody wants to chant Hare Krishna either. No, everyone, no, I don't want to chant. For example, the other day, one person came to the temple two days ago, and he said, I want to do volunteering service. Said, yeah, okay, we will help. You can serve prasad, and I told him. But meantime, you can wait, because right now it's very early. We have to wait two more hours. So would you like to read some book of Chant Hare Krishna? And he said, no, 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 I don't want any chanting. I don't want... Any chanting, no reading, no, no, I, I don't like it. He, he was very clear. I just want to serve, I just want to serve. And he wanted to distribute or give present and take present. He was only eager to do that. He will come today, Sunday, to do that, to help chopping vegetables, serving present, cleaning, but no chanting Hare Krishna, no, no reading books. So, it's an, a way how we can adjust for people. Eventually, gradually, they will be able to elevate their consciousness by association of devotees hearing about the holy name indirectly. Yeah. So, but by being engaged in devotional service, you know, Krishna and devotees are arranging ways how we all get benefit and connected in the spiritual practice. Is that okay? Answer your question. Impure sacrifice. But according to the Vedas, won't get the benefit that you are um, looking for. No? Yeah, negative. For example, in this chapter, we heard, for example, that Twasta, when Vishvarupa was killed, Indra cut, chopped his head off. So, Tuasta was very upset. He wanted to kill Indra. What he did, he created Vritasura with the purpose to kill Indra. So in the process of creating, he did a jagya. No? He, in the process of creating Vritasura, he chanted wrongly the mantra. Prabhupada emphasized that. No? 
instead uh, uh, the intonation of the mantra, no, the enemy of the, uh, uh, the, the enemy of Indra, no, producing the a demon will be the enemy of Indra to give a strength to the enemy of Indra. He pronounces a bit the, the as far I understand the syllable was wrongly um, pronounced, so that instead giving the strength to the enemy of Indra was the translation was giving the strength to Indra, the enemy. So for that reason, Britasura, but that arrangement was by Krishna himself, that Twasta pronounced a little bit wrongly the mantra, but Krishna was behind that. So for that reason, Britasura was able to be killed also, because Krishna was behind. So that's an example when you don't do it properly, the rituals as it should be, the results are not what you are expecting. And Krishna is behind that too. Yeah. So that is part of the pastime. Pro, you have a question. Yeah. Mm. Oh, quite interesting. Um, I wouldn't be able to say that if it's the same line, but we can see that the sun. Um, similar features can be that we can, some analogies that we can resemble on that. But uh, um, I would say the Admani Vedan of Bali Maharaj, uh, first is because he was, um, all his positions were removed from him. And, uh, but uh, the, the, the aspect of Bali Maharaj mainly is that he acknowledged that is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and he, everything belongs to him and he offered himself to the Lord. Not just the position, because okay, he understood that everything of these material positions belonged to Krishna. And Krishna was pleased with him because his attitude was, I don't have anything to offer because everything belongs to you, so please. Uh, accept me, uh, accept my head. So he offered himself. Uh, the, to my point of view, for example, when you said it can be the same like Brita Sura that he's wanted to please the Lord, he's offering, they have the same principle. Yeah, and Mani Vedana. Actually, but that is what every devotee does, you know, because we understand that pure devotional services that whatever Krishna has, is giving us, we just use it for his pleasure. It's not, nothing belongs to us. Any skills, any activity or facilities that due to services, everything belongs to him and we should offer everything for his service, for his pleasure. Even if we don't have facilities, I'm trying to understand, basically the mood, the consciousness is, if my Lord is pleased, I'll, do, I'll go for it, I'll do it. And in that way, uh, Bali Maharaj also, 
because he understood that this is the way, this is the Lord, is Vishnu, so let me offer myself to him. But I, I, I can't remember if he thought that in this way I'll please my Lord. In his um, mind at that time, to my, to my remembrance was, but I did my promise, I have to fulfill my promise. That was the main motivation. I said, okay, three words, I have to fulfill that, otherwise I'll be a liar. So I have to, to, com um, to commit and do it, that the three steps, and so there is no other place, so myself has to be, in order to fulfill my word, because I promised three uh, steps of land. And the main is my duty, I promise and things, so I have to do it. So that's my understanding. Perhaps I'm wrong. I have to revise more the subtleties of that, but I, I can't remember if he, saw, if he thought in this way I'll please the Lord, because Brita Sura, he has that motivation in his heart. This is the way my Lord wants, I'll do it. I'll accept it because my Lord wants. And also, Dadichimone, uh, that is very explicit in this way. Thank you for your question. Any other comments and questions? Thank you so much for your attention. Grantare Srimad Bhavatan ki jai, Shila Prabhupada ki jai, Samaveta Gora Bhakta Vrinda ki jai, Gaura Premanandi Hari Hari Bhavatan.